0: this is Trevor Jackson. Welcome to Tomorrow Is Mine. Rika Uozona has loved art for as long as she can remember. But in Japanese society, making a living as an artist isn't really seen as a viable career. When Rika was accepted into a highly regarded Tokyo University with the promise of a respectable career with guaranteed work, only then to turn that opportunity down, friends and family were shocked. This simply wasn't the done thing. Instead, Rika chose to come to the Gold Coast to study tourism and hotel management at Griffith University. But even then, she knew in her heart that this wasn't the career she wanted. Rika desperately wanted to pursue design, but lacked the self-confidence to follow her dream, until a spur-of-the-moment decision saw her change faculties and ultimately her life. This is a story about not only following your heart, but finding the courage to go against the cultural expectations of your upbringing, to throw caution to the wind and find the self-belief to follow your dreams. Rika, welcome to Tomorrow Is Mine. (laughs) First podcast. Have Have you done a podcast before?
1: No, I haven't actually. Yeah, this is my first podcast.
0: Okay, well, welcome. I'm so glad you could join me. You're my first Japanese student on the show and I've been wanting to get a Japanese student because we've got a lot of people who listen to this show in Japan. They download it, which is interesting because I haven't had any Japanese students yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So you'll have some instant fans already Uh. in Japan.
1: (laughs) I'm so nervous now. I'm like the first Japanese fan. (laughs) (laughs) No
0: pressure, no pressure at all. You've just graduated from Griffith University, but how long have you been in Australia? Just the duration of your course?
1: Yeah, 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 two years and a half, yeah.
0: And you studied graphic design at Griffith? Yes. But this is not your first foray overseas because you've also lived in America.
1: (laughs) Yes, actually. um, I was there when I was 16 as an exchange student at school for about 10 months.
0: And whereabouts in the US was that?
1: Um, that was in Maryland, actually.
0: Maryland. I would imagine that's a pretty brave move for a 16-year-old girl (laughs) from Japan to go all the way to America.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, for
0: 10 months as an exchange student.
1: I don't know. I thought I was an adult. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm a fully grown adult, so (laughs) (laughs) I can go to America. That's fine. Like, that's how I felt when I was 16. But obviously now I think, yeah, I was a child <laughs>
0: Yeah, back then. Well, a lot of teenagers think they know it all and then they realise they get in the outside world, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So why did you choose America? Why did you want to go there?
1: Oh, That was because um, it was part of my school program. So my school offered exchange program for a few people. And it just happened um, to be with this yeah, particular school be, in the U.S.? Yeah, it was happened to be this private school in Maryland. They had connections, so...
0: Now, just trying to work out where Maryland is, is that in Washington, near Washington somewhere, or it's on the east coast somewhere, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's near Washington, D.C., kind of close from New York as well.
0: Okay, yeah. and you wanted to improve your English? That was one thing you wanted to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I wanted to um, improve my English, and also I wanted to learn different culture.
0: I'm pleased to say that you may have improved your English, but you didn't do it with an American <laughs> accent, so that's good. Oh.
1: <laughs> I actually picked up some American accent after I came back from America. And I was yeah talking like a teenager as I was a teenager. Um, yeah. And then my teacher at school in Japan was like, oh, Rika, you talk like an American teenage girl. And I was like, yeah, but I was hanging out with like, my American teenage friends so
0: (laughs) what do you expect yeah very influential at that age so did you also come back with an american teenage attitude or
1: maybe actually um my friends were like oh my god you're so different (laughs) you're like a complete different person and i was like okay but it's who i am now so
0: when you were in america did you notice yourself changing did you realize that you'd changed or do, do you think that you hadn't really changed that much
1: i think i've changed a bit um but that was part of Um, because I was 16 maybe but also I was in America and I was talking to quite different people like every day so yeah I don't know what kind of change that I've made but I became more open-minded I like using the word open-minded but I was more open to new things than ever
0: well, there's a vast cultural gap between life in Japan and yeah. a very liberal kind of existence in America. So yeah. how did you adjust to that? You know, How did you feel going into that environment? Very different for you.
1: Yeah, very different. I think um, I always liked learning about new things and meeting different people and stuff. And it all started um, when I was 14 in Kyoto. And that was... Um, when i was talking to these australian girls who was on a trip and then i was like oh it's really cool to like talk to people from different countries like that was my first time and then that was like the whole inspiration for me to learn english and stuff so every day in america i was like this is so inspiring like people think differently and obviously people think differently in japan but because eighty percent, I don't know, ninety percent of the population is Japanese. I need to put a quotation, but Japanese. Um, I don't know. Like
0: Rick is holding up quotation yeah, fingers quotation. there, just for. <laughs> we, we have like
1: obviously we have like people from different country, and then my some of my friends are like have parents from different countries and different cultural backgrounds and stuff
0: some of your friends from home.
1: Yeah, yeah. In Japan.
0: And that made you more interested in other cultures?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. they're really inspiring.
0: You mentioned yeah. that you met some Aussie girls when you were 14 yeah, in Kyoto. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you meet them? What was that story?
1: So, I was on a school trip in Kyoto. And then they're like smiling at me and I was like smiling back and then I was like, "Oh, they seem so nice." And then they started talking to me. In no,
0: Japanese or English?
1: In Japanese and in English.
0: Were they exchange students from Australia?
1: I think so. They might have been from the Gokos. I never know. But <laughs> <laughs> they're speaking English and Japanese. And that was my first time speaking English. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You would have had basic yeah. English from school yeah. in Japan. Yeah. I was just like, where did you go? Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That was a cool experience for me. And yeah, I was talking about that like all day, like to my parents. I was like, Oh, my God, can you believe it? I was talking to these people from Australia. <laughs> how, much you, how much
0: did you know about Australia then?
1: Um, I didn't know that much, to be honest. Um, I knew that you guys have koalas and kangaroos. and.
0: We'll come back to Australia in a moment. So I want to find out more about your experience in America. Oh, uh, yeah. So you're a teenage girl. You're 16 years old. You're in Maryland. What was it like? How different was your life living in America for those 10 months?
1: Yeah, I had so much more freedom, I think. I felt like I could say anything I want and it sounds a bit weird, but I feel like in Japan, like I can't really say what I really think. I feel like I always have to be sort of nice and polite and
0: Is that a cultural thing or is that from your parents, do you think?
1: It's a cultural thing. My dad is a bit different. Like, (laughs) he just says whatever he wants. But but I feel like in Japan, like, people are a bit more, like, polite and, which is nice. But I feel like sometimes people kind of have to hold back on what they're actually thinking.
0: They don't really get to express themselves openly. No,
1: not really. Or, like, do what they actually want to do. Yeah. And
0: you found that that experience in America allowed you to express yourself?
1: Yeah. I always wanted to do, for example, like, I took pottery class and um, watercoloring and stuff like that. And I never thought I was good at it. So I was like, uh, like, I don't know if I should take these classes. But I just did it anyway because I was like, you know, I enjoy it. Like, why not doing it? And then all my American friends had that sort of attitude, like, Towards things that they would like to do. Yes. Um, even if they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm that good at it. So
0: they didn't have any reservations. They just went, yep, I'll do yeah, it. They yeah.
1: just do it because they like to do it. I really like that sort of drive to anything that I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the inspiration.
0: Do you think your parents felt that you'd changed by the time you came home?
1: Yeah, I think so. My hair got a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I meant your personality. I wasn't talking yeah. about physical appearance.
1: Yeah, probably, um, probably towards like confidence as well, maybe. Because in Japan, I always felt like this is about physical appearance, but it's actually relating to not physical stuff as well. So I was always like, I always felt like I had to like be skinny and like had to be the same as other people. That's how I felt. I was in cheerleading in the first year. And then everyone is skinny, and everyone is like, you know, everyone has the same ponytail, and then like everyone has the same sort of attitudes and stuff like that. And I was like, I have to be the same as other people. Like, you
0: wanted to be like the American girls.
1: No, oh, this no, no, is in no. Japan. This is in Japan. Yeah, cheerleading in yeah, Japan. In Japan. Right? Japan oh, at first, yeah. I didn't realize
0: cheerleading was a big thing in Japan. I,
1: yeah. Oh. Well, like I wasn't good at it or anything, and I just did like one year or something.
0: Is this cheerleading for football, for soccer, or for, for what? Baseball. For, for baseball. For yeah. baseball. Okay, right.
1: Yeah. And so I did that for a bit. And then, um, and all the other people, just in general in Japan, like there's like a poppy syndrome, tall poppy syndrome. Is that mm. what it's called? Yes. Um, in Australia,
0: we call it that. Yeah. Do yeah, you yeah, have yeah. that in, a, in Japan as well? Yeah. You don't it's want to get too intense, big for your, yeah. for your boots, we say. Don't get too big for your boots.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a lot more intense in Japan. And I always felt like I had to be the same as other people and that was sort of not really healthy because um, everyone would be like, so how much do you weigh? And I was like, oh. and like, I'll look at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, I'm a bit like fat. And then everyone would say, no, Rika, you're skinny or something. But I was always like, uh, that's just a compliment, right? Like people just saying I'm skinny because they just want to make me feel better. Because I'm fat or something.
0: Uh, you're not fat. You're a very for <laughs> uh, for anyone listening to this podcast. Rika is this petite, slim young girl. So I don't know where this notion's coming from. I got
1: so, uh, really fat when I was um, fifteen. I but is that why. just
0: a teenage girl thing? That's not a Japanese cultural thing, you it's know. A
1: Japanese cultural thing, like everyone. No,
0: teenage they're... girls. My daughter thinks that too. <laughs> you know, like no, teenage this girl is...
1: in Japan, it's a lot more intense. Like because everyone is sort of like oh like do you think you got a bit of like acne recently or like they just um, make comments but it's just like a cultural thing I feel like and um, sometimes they're like oh Rika like do you think you got like a bit of like I don't know like a bit of fat on your face or something and it's not like they've been like mean to me they're just like you know it's a fact. And. Or sometimes they'll say, oh, maybe you lost your weight or something like that. And then that's meant to be like a compliment. And then I was in that sort of like social environment. So I always felt pressured to look the same and look, looked really skinny and stuff like that. And then when I went to America, everyone looks different. And then everyone is like, well, this is who I am. So I look pretty and then you look pretty. And I really like that.
0: So, you weren't so self conscious anymore. You were more comfortable within yourself.
1: I was so comfortable. Like, I came back from America, and then people, like, still, because they're the same people, and they're still like, oh, you get a bit of fat on your face, and, or like, you have a bit of fat on your belly, like, something like that. But I was just like, yeah, so this (sighs) is who I am. Like, do you like my cute fat? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. And how
0: did they react when you responded like that?
1: Um, they're like, oh, cool, like... <laughs> ah, I,
0: think, I bet that surprised them.
1: Yeah, I think they're a bit surprised that I wasn't really, like, too health conscious where it was, like, unhealthy. Because I was always the one who would say, oh, this donut has, like, 275 calorie or something like that. Like, I was a bit unhealthy. <laughs> and then... My friends probably noticed that I was um, a different person after I came back from America because I didn't care as much and then I just do whatever I want, I
0: think. And you were, you were happier within yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So would you say that this is largely due to a, a conformist culture in Japan, that there's this pressure to be like everyone else, to, to fit in with a what's considered acceptable?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
0: not just for teenage girls, for everyone, right up through Japanese society. for
1: everyone. That's um, one of the reasons why I applied for uni in Japan. (laughs) In the end, I, I got accepted from uni. And it was like a decent uni, which means that in Japan, if you have a degree from a decent uni, you can get a job pretty easily.
0: It's Um, pretty much guaranteed that you get... Yeah, it's
1: pretty much guaranteed.
0: Yes. So this is a university in Tokyo?
1: In Tokyo, yeah.
0: Right. And what was... You got accepted, but you decided not to take that?
1: Yeah, exactly, which is... um, Not the done thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Um, My parents, my friends, my teachers were a bit like, are you sure about this? Like, this is a bit crazy. Like, your life is guaranteed to be good, and you're sort of, like, throwing it off, like... Maybe you should take this offer. And then mm. I was like, hmm, I just want to do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what was that? What was it that you really wanted to do? Yeah, obviously, it wasn't university in Tokyo.
1: No, it wasn't. I wanted to get out of Japan. I I love Japan. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love Japan. I miss Japan. I just want to get on the flight and then go there and meet my friends and family. And
0: do yeah, stuff. you miss home.
1: Yeah, I miss home. But... I just wanted to experience different things and in different country, and I just had a vague idea of um, working in a different country, and I wanted to go to Australia, and I always wanted to go to Australia.
0: Simply because you met those fourteen-year-old yeah. girls.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I think that's actually the root. Yeah, I just wanted to go to Australia because I met these nice fourteen-year-old girls from Australia.
0: That stayed with you, and you thought, yeah, "Yeah, I want to go there for a while." And yeah. then
1: I just wanted to go to Australia. Also, in Australia, I get to work and stuff um, because my parents are like, "Well, if you're going to another country, we're not paying for like your rent or anything. Like, you're going to live there by yourself."
0: They weren't impressed with you coming here.
1: They were probably a bit confused because I went to America, and then I was like, "Well, I want to go to Australia," and. They're like, well, you can't do, like, exchange experience twice. Even though it's not the same experience, they thought it's pretty much the same, like, going to another country. Another Western country, very similar to America. Why do you
0: want to go to Australia? Um, So they just saw you as you should be going to university in Japan, your life is here, this is where you should be. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think it's like, well, you've already done your exchange experience in America, So why would you go to another country and do the same thing?
0: And what was your answer? What did you tell them?
1: I said, yes, I learned English and I learned um, how to be confident and also I learned American culture and different cultures in America. But I want to utilise that. I want to utilise that and then learn different things and then improve myself in another country. And I've lived in Japan for a while and I just want to live somewhere else and then see what happens, I guess. I just always wanted to work in another country. I had to like convince them for a long time. It took a while for them to say, yeah, okay. I think my mom was like slightly like, yeah, she should do it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad was a bit like, I think he actually misses me a lot. Yes. I think that's part of the reasons why he was like...
0: Are you uh, an only so. child?
1: No, nah, um, I've got a little brother, but I think part of it is because they kind of miss me as well. And also the money as well. And then I was like, don't worry about it. I'll work hard and then I'll pay everything, maybe except for um, the tuitions because I can't pay up front a lot of money. So.
0: And they did that for you? They paid for your tuition?
1: Yeah, I have to pay them back later, but um,
0: yeah. You're a very resourceful young lady, <laughs> aren't you? Like that's, a, again, a, a big deal. So how old were you when you left Japan to come here and study at Griffith?
1: I was 18. Even
0: though you'd been to America, yeah. you were living with a family, so you had a support network Yeah, exactly, when here, I was 16. Yeah. Did you know anyone when you came
1: here? No, nope, not at all. Wow, <laughs> so,
0: that's America. a big leap. That's a very brave move. Yeah. And why did you come to the Gold Coast?
1: I was originally um, going to study hospitality and hotel management because I wanted to be a tour guide or, as I saw, I always liked talking to people and I always enjoyed communications and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's why I came to the Gold Coast. But on the orientation day at uni, yeah, I was thinking, like, well, all the other people, they're like... You know, when you enroll your degree, you go up to the to the registration and then say what you're studying, and then your student number and then your name. And I was in line, and then a lot of people like, oh, I'm studying design, or like something like that. And then I'll talk to these people, and they're like, oh, so what are you studying? And then I'm like doing hospitality and hotel management and then they're like so why why are you studying that and then I was like I want to be a tour guide and I like talking to people and and then I was a bit like jealous I guess or like I was a bit like envy of people who do what they like to do and yeah I do like talking to people and stuff and I thought that was something that I was good at like I was like yeah I speak Japanese and English, and I had, like, you know, sort of okay, like, good GPA grades yes. at school. So I felt like I had to use it, not like something that I'm not sure if I'm good at, but I like to do.
0: Right. Um, so that's more, again, around the expect cultural expectations of yeah, what you thought you should be doing. exactly.
1: I was like, you know what, I have this good mark from school, and... I have to use it. I had to somehow utilise that in some way. And that's probably why I chose to do tour guide, tour management stuff. But whenever I was looking up, like, uni in Australia, I was actually looking up, like, uni to do design as well because part of me, (laughs) yeah, part of me was, like, you know, it would have been nice, like, if I was studying design or something. But also I was, like, no, I... I can't do that. Like, I'm not that good at it or something. Or, like, I hadn't been doing it for like years and years. Like, I took drawing class at high school, but it was only for one year or something. So, I'm not like an expert or something.
0: Well, no one's an expert. You're only at high school. But you've always had that creative desire from when you were a little girl.
1: I always had a desire to be creative and do creative stuff. I think I was made to like, little um, cars to my parents or, like, my grandma, my friends. Like, I was, like, making things and make people happy and stuff. And I had a little, like, (laughs) I had my personal brand. It's a bit embarrassing, but called Candy Poodle or something like that. Candy Poodle? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Candy Poodles. Um,
0: How old were you when you started that?
1: I think I was, like, eight or something. Wow, that's really cute. Yeah, yeah. I was drawing, like, um, some, like, clothing and products, and I probably made a logo of it as well, Candy Poodle. Really? Um, when
0: you were eight? That's really impressive.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, like, super simple, like, poodle or something, but...
0: <laughs> so you could draw. You're a good drawer.
1: Um, I was always drawing. I, I don't know if I was good at it, but I was always um, drawing whenever I got free time, and I'll drawn like a school desk and like I was just drawn like chalkboard and everywhere and I was drawn like a road as well. That was something that I would do like as a kid in Japan. And I was always creating something. Sometimes I will make slime out of like <laughs> out of like tea and glue and feel like <laughs> making slime. Yeah, that's what I used to do as a kid. Um <laughs> I don't know if that's relatable. But I think creative, is that creative? I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, you're creating. It doesn't matter what it is. You're, yeah. you're expressing yourself.
1: I'm sure there are better examples, but I can only think of slime. Like.
0: Right at this point where you get the chance to tell your life story. Yeah, exactly. I knew I wanted to be an artist because I was creating slime yeah, from an early and age. And, <laughs> and glue.
1: Yeah, glue and <laughs> tissue and stuff.
0: Okay, so you've grown up with this kind of desire this interest in creating things in designing things in drawing things in making things yeah but you feel as though that's not what you should be doing as yeah. an artist is that a career that's frowned upon in Japan it's not seen as like a legitimate kind yeah. of career yeah
1: sounds like um, sounds like you're just having fun and that's a good thing you know like if but you're that's having not fun that's not work yeah like if you're having fun and getting paid that's like so what's your real job i feel like that's a attitudes that people have in japan like so you're not you,
0: allowed to have fun life is serious it's is um, it like that
1: people have fun but i think people can't really associate they have trouble with like associating money and fun at the same time well that was me personally because my parents they both work at office they do office work and so i just never thought like you can make money out of something that you want to do my parents are probably doing something that they would like to do, but I just never thought you can make things and get paid, or like you can teach things and get paid. It just didn't click in my mm. head. Like
0: that could be an option for you.
1: Yeah, that, I just felt like that wasn't an option for me.
0: So you're at Griffith University. You're yes. envious of these other students who have enrolled yeah. in these design courses, creative courses. But you're doing hospitality or tourism and hotel management. Yeah. So you change. <laughs> when I did you change?
1: On, on that day. On the first day. <laughs> on the first So you didn't day.
0: even start your hospitality so course, that's it.
1: I was sitting at the orientation with a bunch of people and then we're talking about hospitality and then the lecturer, I think, the professor, he was like, so guys, you're going to be businesswomen, businessmen in the future and – you'll be working in a hotel or maybe you'll be doing this. And I was thinking, yeah, it'll be fun, but it might be more fun to (laughs) design a logo for a company or like design outfit for flight attendants or something. And to be clearly honest, I was never interested in like business stuff. I don't know, it doesn't make sense, but I think I was always interested in doing more creative stuff.
0: You weren't interested in just making money for the sake of making money.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'd rather getting paid a dollar and then do something fun than getting paid a lot and then feeling like wasting time.
0: So was it the right move to it was study definitely graphic the design? Right
1: move. I think it was one of the right moves that I made <laughs> in my life.
0: How did your parents react when you told them?
1: Um, they're like yeah, I kind of knew that you wanted to do that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, like, that's an interesting answer. Like, I didn't expect that. And my dad, he never really said, I don't know, he never talked about his life really. But he was like, you know, I always wanted to go to Tokyo and it was kind of a weird thing for me to do. But I did it anyway because I felt right to do. He was like, you know, just do whatever you think it's right and, like, do it, like... <laughs> Yeah, he texted me and said, yeah, just do whatever you want to do. And you always like doing these things and, like, just follow your dreams. (laughs) And I was like, wow, like, I didn't really expect this. In my head, I thought they would just be like, oh, you decided to do this in Australia and now you're changing your mind. Like, I thought that's what they are going to say. But... They've been so supportive, so I really appreciate that.
0: And did Griffith make it pretty easy for you to change?
1: Yeah, it was so easy. Like, in Japan, it's not possible to change your degree. It's really, really hard. I think you have to, like, reapply. Sometimes.
0: So, basically, once you choose and you've been accepted, that's it? Yeah, that's Because it. it's so competitive, it's so hard to get in?
1: It's so competitive, and also, like, you have to get different GPA and, like different stuff to get into different degree so Griffith was pretty easy like yeah I remember I went to the convener or uh, one of the international advisor or something and I can't remember his name but he was so nice because he was like if you think that's what you like to do just do it I really wanted to do it but I wasn't too sure if I should do it and I didn't have friends in Australia. It was my first week or something. And I was like, I don't know like, who I should talk about this like, this feeling. like. But I need to make my decision right now. I just went to this international advisor. And then he was like, just follow your heart. That's what he said to me. Follow your heart and don't worry about what hasn't happened yet. If you think something bad is going to happen, it might not happen. In the future you might be fine <laughs> and you might be fine and you might be enjoying and you're probably going to be enjoying so do that and rather than do something that you think it's probably going to be not good
0: that um, won't make you happy that you don't yeah, really exactly. want to do it. Um, so you came to Griffith to study tourism here
1: yeah <laughs> and
0: then you end up changing to do a totally different course at the same university. You said it was yeah. the right thing to do.
1: It was so right. I'm sure some people are going to think, no, 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 Riga, you, you should have done design at this university in Melbourne or something. No. Um,
0: it's not about what other people think. If you within yourself yeah. know that you made the right decision and you've yeah. just graduated yeah. and you enjoyed doing the course. Yeah,
1: yeah I've grown so much through the degree and if honestly if I didn't go to Griffiths, I wouldn't have changed my degree because it was so important that I met this international advisor. I can't remember his name, but it was like just follow your heart mm. <laughs> like it was so um, best
0: advice you've been given. Yeah,
1: I was crying as well. I was like, I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know if I should do it. And then he's like, do it. And then I was like, okay.
0: And how long after you started your graphic design degree did you realize that it was the right move?
1: I I felt it was right right after I left the door and <laughs> before you even started your I was first like, class. You know, this is so great. Like I get to draw things and. I get grades from drawing things. That's kind of weird. Like, I just felt weird doing that. And, yeah, now I'm, like, I have a few clients and I'm drawing things and I get paid. That's – I just, yeah, can't imagine that I can be doing that.
0: So, you've been working as a freelancer already while you are a student still. So, what what sort of work were you doing?
1: So, I make posters for a client Mm. from surfers and also I – I've been making a logo as well.
0: Designing a logo for someone?
1: Yeah, designing a logo. And also I have another business going on.
0: (laughs) You have another business going Um,
1: on? Yes, it's a tutoring business.
0: Was that to help pay your way through uni?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That also. I just started because I always wanted to do it as well. That's something that I've always wanted to do and that's one of the reasons why I applied for uni in Japan because the degree that I applied for they offered, I think, maybe a year or something course to learn how to become a Japanese teacher.
0: Oh, okay, right. So oh. what, sort of, what sort of tutoring are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm tutoring Japanese. <laughs> of yeah. course
0: you are. <laughs> Sorry, I,
1: I forgot to mention. I just yeah. That's thought, okay. I've already mentioned, but yeah, I'm That's tutoring okay. Japanese. To
0: That's other students or just to anyone?
1: To anyone, from eight years old to yeah mature students. And how's that going? Yeah. Do you get a lot of students? Um, yeah, I've got a few students and I really enjoy um, what I'm doing and it makes me happy when they learn new words and they tell me about Japanese culture and it just makes me really happy. I make homework and then I got a photo from my 80-year-old student, um, her parent. She was like, oh, like as soon as she got the homework, she started it like writing and like... Like, her posture was like so perfect, and right? I was like, wow, like
0: that you had inspired yeah. them that they were excited to learn yeah, Japanese so from excited.
1: you. And then I was like, oh, that's that really melts my heart. <laughs> and like, I was like, wow, like this is great. That's what I always wanted to do, and it's also coming from the experience in Kyoto when I met um
0: the Australian girls, yeah, the yes. Australian
1: girls, yeah. Because I was like, oh, so this is how you say in Japanese. And then they're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I went to Shibuya. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, And how how do you say this in English? And then they're like, oh, this is how you say it. And I forgot to mention, when when I went to America, I had a language club. Mm -hmm. I had a club for myself. And I had, like, maybe 14 students with me and learning about, like, different languages. I was, like, teaching Japanese for them. And then... Yeah, also like my Japanese culture and then that probably inspired my Japanese tutoring now actually. So I always liked teaching my own culture and then learn about other culture and then that was my dream and now I feel like I'm in that dream. (laughs) You're
0: living the best of both worlds, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then because I was teaching Japanese and English at Crumb School in Japan, so Crumb School is basically like school that you go to after school
0: (laughs) to cram yeah Yeah, to
1: cram um it's called juku in japanese and i was teaching japanese and english there to help kids
0: it's the school you go to after you finish school for the day you go to another school to learn more
1: yeah yeah wow japanese (laughs) culture just does my head in yeah it's just
0: um it's just so much pressure so much expectation
1: Yeah, I think it's so much pressure and I was teaching English and mainly, I just wanted to make them happy and because they're like really tired from school and then some of them are pressured to go there by their parents and stuff and I just wanted to make them have fun. So like I'll teach them a few slangs in English and this is how you say (laughs) and yeah, I had really good connections with them. And that also inspired my tutoring business now.
0: It's been quite a varied life, quite a ride for you already. Yeah. And you've only just graduated. You're only, what, 21 now, 22?
1: I'm 21 now. 21 yeah, now. just yeah. turned 21.
0: Maybe. And just graduated now. After paying your own way through, through tutoring, yeah. which is the love anyway, and surviving <laughs> this three years, you didn't know anyone when you came here. How easy was it for you to make friends when you came here? Because there's students from all over the world here.
1: Yeah, I've made friends from different countries, like everywhere. (laughs) It's really interesting. It will be interesting for me to go to other countries and see them again um, because a lot of them are not in Australia anymore, which is pretty sad. But I think if I'm being optimistic, I get to go to other countries and see them. And I never have to feel like oh, I'm alone in Australia, or I'm alone in wherever. I already have friends in other countries, so that's pretty cool.
0: A global network, yeah? Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah, I still keep in touch with them, so really good.
0: Tell me about your hometown. So you're from Chikasaki, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is not far from Tokyo, is it?
1: No, um, it's about like two hours, like one hour.
0: But isn't it part of like Greater Tokyo? It's on Tokyo Bay, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. it's not that far, right? It's not that
1: far, Brisbane to the Gold Coast. Okay. Yeah.
0: And Chikasaki, if I'm not wrong, has got very big surf culture. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. And now you've come to the Gold Coast, which is like the surfing capital of Australia. Yeah. But that's not the reason you came that's here. That's not the
1: reason. I wish I could say, yeah, I surf um, every morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: yeah. not a surf I shred. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I'm just out there doing it.
1: It's so cool. But um, my dad surfs though. Does
0: he? Yeah. So, do you see parallels though between Chigasaki and the Gold Coast?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: How are they similar?
1: Um, so, hmm, we have some beaches and um, people are a bit more laid back compared to like people from like bigger cities.
0: In Japan. In Japan, yeah.
1: And I think it's a little westernized as well.
0: There's a big Hawaiian culture there, isn't there?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know Chigasaki.
0: (laughs) I know a little bit about it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might have done a little bit of research. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. um, So Chigasaki has a bit of a relationship with Waikiki. It's like
0: they're sister cities, I think, aren't they? Yeah. Right.
1: Oh, no, sorry. It's a different city, actually. Um, It's a... it's a different city in Hawaii. I just can't remember which city, but it's definitely not Waikiki.
0: Uh, Honolulu. Um, it's one of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Honolulu, actually. Okay, means, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> no, okay. I think. Oops. Yeah, and then people do, like, hula and, <laughs> okay
0: like,
1: yeah, surf, and, like, I had a few people, like, had blonde hair in middle school because they surfed too much, <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: They didn't dye their hair blonde, it no, actually went their blonde hair from just surfing. Went blonde. Yeah, like <laughs> bleach blonde because yeah, they'd been out surfing blonde. in the sun. Wow. Yeah,
1: and then they what? have like darker skin because they're in sun like twenty four hours, like and our teachers didn't really care too much. They're not like, Oh, you have to dye your hair to black or something. They're just like, Yeah. They're like one of those kids, surf all day. Um,
0: one of those surf rats. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: Whereas like in Yokohama it was a bit more it was a bit different. Because I was, I was expecting my high school to be like that. Like Yokohama. okay, because
0: Yokohama's nearby.
1: Yeah, Yokohama is nearby, but I just went to, I went to high school in Yokohama. Ah, oh, right. I had to take three trains to get there. Ah, <laughs> oh, how long but did it take you to get to school? It was like one hour and a half, and it was so different because there's so many different rules and like.
0: Not as laid back as Chigasaki. Chigasaki, Yeah. yeah. Well, Yokohama is a pretty big industrial city, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I went to like private school. So that was part of the reasons why it was very strict. But yeah, it was nice. I really like my friends. So (laughs) I love my friends. And (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
0: It's interesting to see those parallels between Chigasaki and I think the first surf shop in Japan was there. Ah. I think so. Really? Yeah. (laughs) There's a surf shop called Goddess. It claims to be the first surf shop in Japan. Really? It's in Chigasaki. Okay. You yeah. don't know that?
1: I don't know You're that. not hanging yeah. out at the beach enough. You need to get <laughs> down to yeah, the beach more, Rika. Yeah, I should probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just start being a surfy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So now that you've come to the Gold Coast, yeah. how have you enjoyed, outside of study, how have you enjoyed living here? Like, Have you found it a more relaxed kind of lifestyle, not the kind of cultural pressure yeah. that you find in Japan?
1: Yeah, I like the fact that I can just go to the beach, like...
0: Oh, you do anytime. go to the beach? <laughs> I
1: do, I do, but I just don't do anything. Like, you haven't got blonde hair yet. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I just like going to the beach and, like, seeing the blue sky every single day. I like that nature sort of aspect of it.
0: You like the hinterland too. You do a lot of hiking in the hinterland, don't you?
1: Um, I used to do it a lot more. Now I got a bit busier and, like, also... Covid, like i didn't really get to do much to see it but i like finding like small like towns on the go i just found this small town in tambourine recently i just randomly went there to see like christmas lantern thing yes uh, with my friends and then we just found this like random small town and it was so cute and i wish i had a driver's license and i could just drive anywhere and then just You know, randomly bump into small town and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: maybe once you land a job, you can do that. So you've just graduated. Yeah. So you're obviously looking for a job. You want to work here for a while now that you're here?
1: Yeah, I'm looking to work at a design studio, hopefully, and gain more experience and get more inspired so that I can maybe become a freelancer at some point in the future, an actual freelancer. (laughs) Sure. Have you had yeah. any
0: mentors at Griffith that have helped you on that journey?
1: Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I met Bren. Um, oh,
0: Bren Domingo? Yeah. She was my very first guest on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I
1: thought yeah. so. I actually listened to her podcast. It was cool. Yeah, she's got um, an
0: amazing story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bren's been a mentor because she, she was a designer doing design at Griffith. Yeah. Yes.
1: She wasn't doing my course, I think, but she was always around library and then or around the design building and stuff, so...
0: And she's always helping other students. She's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I was so inspired by her because she's she's always helping people. Like, whenever I see her, she's helping out people. (laughs) It's just like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good.
0: So you're looking for a job in a design studio. Yeah. Okay, so you can do some graphic design. And you've actually brought some of your work in.
1: Yes. (laughs) So what do you call this? This is called Rikashiki. Rikashiki. Yes.
0: Which is, um, Rika's your name, and Shiki translates to.
1: So it's coming from the word for Shiki, which means gift wrapping in Japanese.
0: Okay, so it's um, a, like a, a fabric gift wrapped.
1: Yes, it's a tradition in Japan, and people still use this way of gift wrapping for traditional occasions and lunchbox as well.
0: You wrap your lunchbox yeah. in, in fabric?
1: I used to have a little cute lunchbox at school, and then I'll fold it, and then I'll have like collieries card- as well side and had it at school really cute (laughs) lovely and you just
0: and you screen printed the design
1: i made stamps rubber stamps and then i just stamped them all like lemons and leaves
0: yeah it's very citrus kind of of, um design it's lovely it's beautiful
1: the reason why it's yellow is because i dyed the fabric with onion skins okay yeah so that's why it's kind of yellowish orange Nice.
0: nice Rikashiki.
1: Yeah, it was uh, actually a part of my assignments, but I just thought, you know, I'll just make it real.
0: <laughs> okay, and is this going to become part of one of your design outlets?
1: Yeah, I'll probably start selling soon, actually. I'm meant to be announcing in two days. I think. What?
0: What are you announcing yeah. in two days? Can you do it here now?
1: Tell um, me now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Rikashiki is <launching. laughs> Um Yeah, so my Etsy shop is going to launch. T- in two days and uh, you'll be able to buy rika shiki
0: <laughs> okay online
1: yeah online okay. it's going to be on etsy shop and you can go there from my instagram account rika underscore design
0: <laughs> rika underscore design
1: yes and then you can jump onto rika Shikin and to my
0: there you are. Yeah, the link will be there, and in your Instagram <laughs> account. Lovely. And the dress that you're wearing, this amazing dress you're yeah. wearing, you designed this too?
1: Yes, I did actually. Wow,
0: tell me about this dress. It's amazing. It looks like um you you're ready to go out to a nightclub or something. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, thank you. I just randomly thought about making a dress one day, and then I just designed it and I just made it. I didn't have a pattern, so I just made my own pattern.
0: Wow, yeah. you just you designed the pattern yourself too.
1: Yeah. I obviously did some researches on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and also my was
0: there any particular inspiration for this dress? Because you've got these very funky white 60s boots on, like ankle boots. <laughs> yeah,
1: 60s, 70s. I just like, yeah, those vibes.
0: Very nice.
1: And I've got um, these earrings as well.
0: Did you design the earrings?
1: Yeah. You are so talented. Well. Look at that. What are the earrings made out of? <laughs> it's made out of clay, actually. Are they All clay? clay? Yeah. Yeah bake them in the oven and...
0: So creative. And you made all those Mm -hmm. at uni too?
1: This is not through uni. I just um, randomly thought about it and then did it again.
0: So have you designed a lot of clothes? Like, have you done a lot of that?
1: I've done a lot of upcycling. I've done bralettes and I've done a few, like, shorts as well. And I've done scrunchies and... Yeah another skirt.
0: So this is a girl who was not confident at all in her (laughs) creative abilities. Look at all of these amazing things that you're creating. You said you'd like to work in a studio but it seems as though you're interested in a whole range of different (laughs) mediums to work in. So where is your real passion? Is it in designing (laughs) jewelry or clothing or is it more around poster design like like visual design like where do you see yourself going? What's, what's your goal? What, or isn't there one yet? Are you still working that out?
1: Actually, there's one thing that I'm really passionate about, which is typography. Oh, yeah. typography, yeah. I'm so into typography. And um, I love making, like, cursive, and I like designing typeface and logo. Um, I was really inspired by this tutor at uni um, called Oli. She's a typographer and she's well known in the world. And I didn't think I would be interested in typography. Yeah, I just thought, ah, oh, just text. It's <laughs> just text, text. yeah. Um, but now, yeah, now it's instance, art. It's just text. So I be like, no, <laughs> it's not.
0: <laughs> so, like, <laughs> really you'd be inspired. designing like your own font style for something, like for a, yeah, for it a could logo, be like yeah, for a logo or yeah, a, an, a, an logo. advertising campaign or a yeah, or a or sign.
1: Cards or, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. I really want to do like a wall mural thing one day, and have like some sort of like inspirational quote or something. And yeah, Yeah,
0: maybe some so some street art. You could design something for City of Gold Coast or maybe um, an arts festival or something. That would be
1: my dream. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I've been like drawing um, on my sketchbooks and just trying to like get more inspirations and stuff now. So that's what I like to do in the future. I just do so many things, like, I do video editing and, like, motion graphics and, like, yeah, different things, so, yeah. <laughs> it
0: sounds like that you're, you're not restricted by any um, any form of, of media, that you're prepared to work in, in any creative space at all.
1: Yeah, not quite, I just, I'm happy to do, like, any creative. I really enjoy doing, like, physical stuff as well, like, rikashiki, and I like to be in touch with, like, real papers and...
0: It's lovely. There are lots of creative yeah. agencies on the Gold Coast. So would you like to stay here on the Gold Coast?
1: Yeah, yeah. If I can I'll I'm definitely keen on staying on the Gold Coast. But I'm also fine with moving like anywhere in Australia. Yeah, so it'll be cool to like see other places. But also I've got friends and on the Gold Coast, friends, students, um, on the Gold Coast, so
0: You've got friends everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can make more friends. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see where I'll be ending up in three years.
0: It will be very interesting. I can't wait to see <laughs> where the road leads you, Rika. Thank you yeah. for joining me Thank for you so Tomorrow's Mind. I'm certain Rika will be an asset to any creative studio. Perhaps her biggest challenge will be deciding which creative path to follow. But then, why limit yourself to just one when there's so many ways you can express yourself? If you'd like to discover the other stories in this series, you'll find them at www.studygoldcoast.org.au slash podcast. My name is Trevor Jackson, and I'll catch you next time for Tomorrow is Mine.